Is my mic loud enough over there? Yeah, I can hear it. And welcome to another episode of Steph Status Update. I am joined by the fabulous, the fabulous Kelly Fabiano. All the way, all the way from I don't know where. So you need to tell me where you're from. (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) I'm from Los Angeles, California. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. And what time is it over there right now? Um, it is just past nine. Oh, in a.m. The, in a.m. Morning. My day is just beginning. So to give you an idea of the time time difference, it's nine a.m. over there, and it's five p.m. over here. So once again, crossing the time zones with these podcasts. Um, these podcast episodes. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Okay. So I am a life coach for exhausted moms. I'm also a death doula and uh, recovering from working in corporate America. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm no, I know people are going to be like, a death doula? What is that? So please, yeah. please explain what a death doula is. Yeah, so, um, well, it's it's a lot of things, but um, in general, it's uh, just providing non-medical support to okay. the dying and their families. Right. Yeah. That sounds like a very, I wouldn't say stressful, like a heavy job to do. It can be. Yeah. 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 But I love it. So okay. that helps. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, I know you're a coach, mm-hmm. but I want you to do deeper into what that is and the day-to-day of that okay so i i primarily work with moms Mm -hmm. and um i have a a specific coaching series called mom life reimagined where i take my clients uh through a series in which they can rediscover what motherhood means to them Mm -hmm. instead of what they were told it needed to mean or um you know what what they envisioned it meaning when they first became a mom it's just um kind of breaking outside of that box that society places us in and i am incredibly passionate about that i think that it's pivotal it's so important for moms to know that they don't have to fit into any type of mold Mm -hmm. and that they get to decide what being a mom means to them I think the judging by the list of movies that we have to share <laughs> today, we're going to touch a little bit, maybe a lot on some of those themes and um, the work that you do. So I'm looking forward to getting this started. So if you haven't already guessed, yes, it's movies that made me. And yes, Kelly is on here to talk about movies that not necessarily made her, but they are quite, it resonate with you, I guess. Am I right? Yeah, I... <laughs> I want to maybe put as a like a disclaimer Uh that I don't recommend anyone (laughs) watch all of these movies in one sitting. Um, They're incredibly depressing. And also watch them only if you feel like you are in a centered, balanced mental state. Right. Not a good idea to watch them if you're um, feeling a little unbalanced okay. or just in a in a funk because th- these will not help you get out of that. <laughs> so <laughs> these are not escape <laughs> movies, you know. They're not light and fluffy. They're yeah. <laughs> really dark. Um, 
And I learned that by rewatching all of them yeah. in practically one setting. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. I do uh, not recommend. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to come with the sprinkles though, because I've got two movies in between your three movies that aren't as somber or sad or heart wrenching. So hopefully I can bring the mood up when you bring the mood down. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've got we've got our list. We've got our five movies. Um, I know that Revolutionary Road was your first, so tell us a bit about that. So Revolutionary Road, um, it was released in 2008, and it centers around a married couple, Frank mm-hmm. and April Wheeler. Right. And um, it's basically a story about how they just never make it to Paris. Oh. They meet and they fall in love and Frank promises to take April to Paris one day and it just never happens. Okay. And I mean, obviously there's more to It's like an hour and a bit, this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to give you the Reader's Digest version. Don't do Um, that. Don't don't ever do that. No, 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 no. I think it's, you know, one of my favorite um, clips from the movie is um april addressing frank so i think she's pregnant with her third child their third child and that kind of curtails that whole they they were gonna go to paris they Mm -hmm. were gonna move Mm -hmm. to paris and they were gonna she was gonna work instead of him and this movie is in the 40s or 50s i believe Mm -hmm. and so that's not very conventional for the the man to stay home and um, figure out what he's passionate about in life yeah. and the woman is going to go work in Paris and she gets pregnant for the third time and Frank decides that Paris is a no-go and long story short there's a scene where April says that people they don't ever lose sight of the truth they just get better at lying okay I feel like that is an umbrella for a container for the entire movie it's this couple who had hopes, had dreams, wanted to live fulfilling lives. And um, they had the first kid and then they had the second kid to prove the first one wasn't a mistake. (laughs) And they just, they fit into suburbia. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's just a really, really sad story (laughs) of people who never got to live outside of this Mm -hmm. container that they kind of put themselves in slowly over time well as if as if by movie magic i do have that scene lined up and i'm gonna i'm gonna play yeah i'm gonna play that scene so everyone can listen to it that you're talking about here you go tell me we can have a different life but don't make me stay here please we can't have the baby in paris why not i don't need everything we have here i i don't care where we live i mean who made these rules anyway The only reason we moved out here was because I got pregnant. Then we had another child to prove the first one wasn't a mistake. I mean, how long does it go on? Frank, do you actually want another child? Well, do you? Come on, tell me. Tell me the truth, Frank. Remember that? We used to live by it. And you know what's so good about the truth? Everyone knows what it is, however long they've lived without it. No one forgets the truth, Frank. They just get better at lying. If you didn't recognize the voices, that was Kate Winslet 
and Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what I was just realizing is that <laughs> I'm sure they've been in other movies together, yes, but they have, in yeah. both movies. They, well, they've switched off. So Leonardo DiCaprio dies in Titanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then it's her turn to die in Revolutionary Road. Oh. oh okay. Nobody makes it out of that relationship alive. Like, <laughs> they should just never get together. Um, in, in movies, yeah, right? Yeah, they did a great job. Yeah. In the, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have, but the thing is, I have, it's, not, it's not a film that I've seen, but I've watched a bunch of clips for it because I was doing the research for this episode. And you're right, it does seem like the kind of film that you'd have to watch in a certain mood. You couldn't watch where you was bummed out. Um, I mean, you wouldn't really want to watch it if you was in a good mood anyway, but just that kind of midpoint where you're like, I could sit through this movie, even though it's not a happy movie per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, uh, I just, I think that they they both had decided when they got together that they were going to break the mold they were going to be different and they were so afraid of becoming what they ended up becoming in the end and i think that that goes to show that we can all and most of my clients come to me saying i was keenly aware of what i didn't want to be as mom Mm -hmm. and that i didn't want to lose myself and i didn't want to live to someone else's standard and here i am doing all of those things how did i get here if i was so afraid of it to begin with and um it's easy unfortunately it's easy to fall into into the mold and and it's hard to not how in, dark <laughs> i know i know i'm trying to line out <laughs> don't do that when you can it's all right it's your it's your it's your episode as much as it is mine but um, I, I do understand that. I do get that. We tend to, and it's not always because our parents or people before us did it. It's just sometimes in trying to navigate your way through life, you end up doing the exact same thing that someone else did or your friends did or your family did or your parents did. And because it's so easy to fall into that mold, it's difficult to take risks and get out because what, what are you risking really you're risking your family you're risking your finances you're risking your peace of mind sometimes even your sanity so I can, I can totally get why people just stay stuck in a rut even though they don't realize they're stuck in the rut they're just in it and it makes them depressed but it's what they know I mean how can yeah. how can you really change what you know unless I mean sometimes it takes a really drastic dramatic life experience to bump you out of that that kind of grind and not not everyone has the luxury of having that and being able to pick themselves up after it so mm-hmm. but that's just me Absolutely. spinning spinning plates as, no, <laughs> as best I can. <laughs> great no spot on uh, i i'm gonna i know you're saying you're bringing down the mood so i'm gonna try and push it up a little bit <laughs> and i don't think i really don't think you have i think people would want to hear and listen and and think about these kind of situations in life but i'm going to talk about bad moms and i say moms weirdly because over here we don't say moms we say mums but mm-hmm. i can't say mums because it's not it's not spelled it's spelled bad m-o-m-s bad moms so bad moms is a film about three mums three friends who get together um occasionally and sometimes in this film quite regularly and just have all kinds of misadventures and it's not misadventures that are created out of like fan- fantasy and fantastical 
events. It's just them going, navigating their way through life, being mothers, whether or not they're married is sometimes a bit like, are you, aren't you? Because they go on dates or they go on a date. And that's the scene that I picked was the one where they're actually on a, well, on a night out and um, they're trying to pick up guys and it's hilarious. But the reason why I say they're quite, they're quite honest is because there's another scene where they're in a, a toilet in like a bathroom and they're talking about penises and sex. And it's just it, the level of confidence that they have to just talk about things that are so taboo is quite refreshing but i get why you would name the film bad moms but in actual fact they're not they're not really that bad they're just not your conventional run-of-the-mill mum is supposed to be you know not necessarily chase but mum's supposed to be well to do and doesn't say those kind of things and doesn't swear and doesn't get angry one of mila kunis's character she works with a bunch of young people she's like she's in one scene she says like i'm 32 years old i'm the only oldest person here and when you watch that scene the young people really look stupid they say stupid things and you can see her just she's just hating her life (laughs) working at this place (laughs) with all these kids and it just it, it, it reminds me of how I am sometimes when I'm, I'm around people that are younger than me, more than 10 years, and they say things and I just think to myself, flipping hell, really? Like, that's, this, is what, this is the most important thing we can talk about right now. But I, I, forget, <laughs> I forget that I'm that much older than them. And, and maybe when I was in my 20s or my teens, I was talking about similar things or the same things. So, and I can, I probably can draw experiences where what I've had where older people look at me like, "You're a fucking idiot. You are, you are definitely an idiot." <laughs> I know I said I wouldn't, oh but I'm God. swearing on the podcast. I'm allowed to. We've got, we've got, we got, we can do explicit language in this podcast. So, ha. anyway, nice, nice. Anyway, give me, give me your thoughts on bad mums. Um, well, I thought it was interesting we had talked about this just before Catherine Hahn, she's in revolutionary road too. Mm-hmm. God, she's an extraordinary act- uh, actress. Yeah. She, because she plays in revolutionary road. She plays this very, very put together, very mm. prim and proper mom yeah. um, and wife. And then in this, uh, in Bad Moms, she is oh, none of those yeah. things. She is <laughs> really letting her freak flag fly. Yep, definitely. Um, God, and I adore her in this movie because she's just, she like is so, she leads with her heart. She's such a loving, sweet, and all she wants to do is, she's kind of the misfit, I think, of the group of friends, of the yeah, Bad Moms. Yeah. But she's the one that's the sweetest and just wants to like, she loves everyone so non-judgmentally. Yes. Um, yeah, I I thought, I mean, the movie's hilarious. I think that <laughs> there were some points in there where I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the kids survived because they were like going on vendors. And <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> it's like some of their kids were a little on the young side, but I also get like, they, they also, while getting wasted and going through all of their misadventures mm-hmm. um they were still really good moms quote yeah. unquote yeah. good moms you know they were just also individuals 
which mm-hmm. is not something that we're used to seeing. And is it Christina Applegate? I think is the um, Christine villain. Bell. No, is it? Apple- oh, oh, do you know what? I think you're trying She's to. She's the villain. She's uh, like the PTA. Okay. Like, oh my god, Kristen Bell. I in that I. <laughs> That is that is why I do what I do because <laughs> watching her as a mom is exhausting. Like she, yeah. all of the children. How many? She has like, does she have twins or triplets in that movie? And like so. her I husband think, yeah. is such a douche. I like, I can't. Um, but of of the I, three, she's her. the she's the. I think she's the more naive one out of the three of them, isn't she? Or am I getting yeah. that wrong? Yeah, she she's the and she's the yeah, the most innocent yes. and the like. Yeah. It's a stretch for her to let loose. Um, oh, I loved her. I love her in everything she's in. But yeah. um, I've yeah. seen her in. I saw her. I've seen her in a few things recently. Actually, the last the last few things I've seen with her in were um, the film, the series, which ended. I didn't think it ended quite well. But the series called and I, forgive me if I get the name wrong. The woman in the window looking at the woman across this something like that. It's a really long name for a series, but she yeah. sits in she sits in her house watching the neighbors, um, and then one of the neighbors gets murdered. But she's an alcoholic, so no one believes her. It's just it's just a, like twenty odd minutes each episode, give or take, and it's good, and it's not so great. But then I did see her in um, something called. Oh, I forget the names of everything, but she she's couponing in this in this film, and she's got a friend who coupons too, and they do this elaborate, ala- yeah, this elaborate um, scheme where they make millions basically just doing coupons, and it's a it's a loophole with the with the couponing company that they exploit, and it, that's really good. And then the other thing that I saw her in, sorry, I'm a fan, is called ah, oh, see, it's with Don Cheadle. I forget the name of that too. But Don Cheadle's in it and she they play like advertising execs or marketing execs and it's really snappy, really witty. It's well it's well written. Um, but I'm lose I've forgotten all the names of these things, but she's always good in them. She's yeah, probably she's yeah, hilarious. one of my favourite actors at the moment for sure. I- I'm surprised you didn't bring up the good place. Oh, but... I forgot about that. Do you know what? I saw some of that. I saw some of that. I didn't I didn't finish it though. I didn't finish it. I forgot all about that. She's good in uh... that too. Yeah, my husband told me I had to watch The Good Place. It was after it had ended. He would keep bringing it up incessantly. I was like, I'm not watching it. I'm just not. Just It became <laughs> like a, a just being stubborn. I just yeah. didn't, because he kept mentioning it, I wasn't going to watch it. Oh, and then I finally enough. caved. And it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. It's... Is it Ted Danson is... Yeah, well, I guess he's the devil, not God. Uh, I he... feel like we're giving so many spoilers away, but it doesn't matter because this is a movie podcast and so. people should have listen the the films are going to be on the episode description if you haven't seen them that's your own fault if you're listening to this True. and we're giving away stuff i i can only not apologize i'm not going to yeah. it's not gonna <laughs> I, can I, can, not I can only not apologize it's not gonna happen i'm not sorry um but i want to play this clip from bad mums i'm gonna say it bad mums because i can't say it moms because it just sounds funny coming out of my mouth, my, my British mouth. So, 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 so here's here's the clip. Here you go. Hi there. Hi. Is he taken? Um, yes. I mean, no. yes, no. Like, yes, sit, please. Yeah. What do I do? Just do ask about his hobbies. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm Amy. Braden. Braden, nice to meet you, Braden. Nice to meet you. I, I like your wedding ring. Shit. Um. <clears throat> okay, you see that there's, this is, it's a funny story. I was, um, 
I was grocery shopping and I found it on the floor and I picked it up and and then I put it on. I'm gonna sit somewhere else. Okay. Oh, maybe next time try it without your wedding ring. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yes. Hey, ladies. Hi. Where are you coming in from? Uh, we we live in in Westbury with our kids. Great. Oh, I'm really nervous. You guys. I know, I know. There okay, is still look at, there great. is so much cock in here. Yeah. That if you literally just act, just try to act half normal, and you are gonna get laid. Just don't be such a mob. I like the way I like the way Mila Kunis. She has she, she go he goes that you go shit. I like the way she says it. Like mm-hmm. I like her the comedy timing of just the way she says that makes me laugh out loud. Every time I listen to that clip or see it, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. I like that if you could just act halfway, half normal. <laughs> <laughs> they, you don't, you don't yeah. want to lead with "I have kids" and in a the, bar. <laughs> but but the thing is, they all look amazing. They all look amazing. They're all mm. sitting there, and I hear I understand the idea that if we just act normal, this will happen. But at the same time. I'm like, do you really have to be anything other than yourself, really, in this situation? It kind of it kind of says a lot about what kind of our expectations are of each other, and especially men going up to women or meeting women in bars and stuff. Like, what what do we need? Do we need you to be something else other than? Because if you're not who you are, then we're gonna eventually find out down the line, and maybe we don't like you in the end. Or it's, it, I just think um, it's better to to not allude to being like we do on Instagram, something that we're not. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't even get me started on that. But I think, <laughs> you know, I I feel like they they were just trying to get laid. And you're yeah. not going to get laid by talking about your kids. I mean, you might still. I, you never know. Yeah, well, if you meet a nice, a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm putting my foot in my mouth here. But, um. Well, all guys yeah. aren't nice. <laughs> Well, not all of them. I'm playing devils here. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm being facetious. But yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree with you. In no situation. I mean, especially with younger men. And I, I did, younger men, they tend to have expectations that sometimes are a little bit elaborate when it comes to women. And I'm not saying all younger men. I'm just saying of, of the generations that I've seen after me, they've been subjected and we will be subjected to certain things over the years and our expectations are a little bit warped at times. So, mm-hmm. yeah, when we're in situations like this where we're engaging other people, our expectations, which are the warped ones, tend to drive what we think. And then because we're not met or because we're not met on the same plane, we're kind of like, well, you're a bit of a prude, but actually we're not or they're not. But it's, it's so, this is why I have a problem with Instagram. I have a problem with social media sometimes because it gives people the impression that we're doing great stuff and really and truly we're just sitting in our pants sometimes eating potato chips on the couch and just putting stuff up because you know we can or we can just do filters all day long <laughs> and crazy yeah. cool videos yeah. and special effects uh, it's that's the, a huge it's the piece depressing. of my um i guess my my coach that's a, a big hiccup or barrier that we mm-hmm. hit in in my program as well is because as a woman and as a mom looking through that instagram filter that facebook filter you're always going to come up second yep. you're never going to be on top it you're failing always if you look through that filter yeah. um yeah it's not gonna work 
like I said, don't get me started. You <laughs> can really soapbox I, that one. Do you know what? I know you want to, and I want to too. That's why I keep going quiet because I want to. I want to let you out your cage. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what all of these movies are about, right? Uncaging. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the floor to you. This is your second, our third movie we're talking about, but your second movie choice. Um, I want mm-hmm. you to take it away from me. What, what is it? Okay, so The Virgin Suicides, Mm -hmm. that was released in 2000. And I realized I watched it at about the same age. I'm dating myself here. But I watched it at about the same age as the five daughters that they were in the movie, rather, while re-watching it. So when I watched it as a 15, 16-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. I hated their parents. I thought that they all died because of their parents. It was their parents' fault. They were these villains. They were crazy. They were ultra religious. And then rewatching it as a parent, I felt so, I felt kind of, I didn't feel as bad for the mom, but I felt really bad for the dad. He's like this science nerd that's just trying to be the best dad that he can be. And spoiler alert, they all die. Mm-hmm. They all kill mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. All five children. First is the youngest sister, Cecilia. She kills herself. And then the remaining four, less than a year later, all kill themselves. Okay. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. I mean, is it really though? I'll, I'll tell you, I was actually the most reluctant to watch this one because when I watched it as a teenager, yeah. it kind of, um, it hit me in a really, the movie stuck with me out after watching it. It was this heavy, like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to, but um, watching it this time around, I saw there were bits of comedy and levity in there yeah. that helped to not make it as psychologically draining. <laughs> But yeah, I guess I didn't give a I didn't give a explanation of a synopsis of what mm-hmm. the movie's about. Yeah, did I? no, but but you <laughs> are sort of in a way doing it right now. And so the movie is about the Lisbons. That's their the name of the family, and it's a family of five young girls. They're all about a year apart in age, yeah. um, and their parents and their. Uh, their parents are fairly conservative, and I don't really know why Cecilia, the youngest one, killed herself. I, I was actually, that's probably for another time, mm-hmm. but the, the younger sister kills herself, and it kind of brings them all into this place of, well, how do we keep this from happening again? Yeah. And just like we were talking about earlier, it's that fear of it happening again that almost facilitates it happening again. Mm-hmm. And these girls are all very young. Like the oldest one, I think, is 17. Oh, okay. When they kill themselves. It's just a glimpse of the year between the youngest sister and mm. the remaining four. What happens, and I guess the like catalyst to the last remaining four ending their lives was they were they went to a prom which they've or a homecoming mm-hmm. which they were never allowed to do and the one of the sisters Lux who's played by Kirsten Dunst yeah she doesn't come home that night okay. um she ends up sleeping with a guy and then the family cracks down they pull them out of school they take away their rock and roll records and they can't leave for 2 weeks but uh, in that 2 week period they 
devise a plan to all end their lives. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Scratching oh, my and head. Before I, and, <laughs> and this 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 story is told through the lens of these neighborhood boys that adore them. They're a mystery. The Lisbon girls yeah. are a mystery to these boys. And they're just like enamored with them. And the whole movie is kind of their purview. We don't really get inside any of the women's heads, which is which is interesting. It's an interesting take. Okay. Because the I noticed I noticed that a little bit because the clip that I play, um it's I believe it's one of the young boys is narrating mm-hmm. the Yeah. 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 Which kind of made me think, how come I know this is virgin suicide and I know it's about young women who have committed suicide but then it, it, as i was watching it i was thinking why is this boy talking about but hey i've not seen the movie um so i'm not gonna judge it until i've actually watched it properly but um if yeah yeah are you gonna watch it i'm gonna no <laughs> well i'm gonna suicide. i'm gonna do you know what i'm gonna do eventually i'm gonna watch all three of these movies <laughs> that you picked i want to report back i want uh, you to tell me how you don't watch them in a row i'm not I, going I to. Love to hear your feedback <laughs> i'm not going to i'm not going to she but is I will, sick and twisted <laughs> i will i will what i'll do is i'll watch one in like middle of the day or in the morning so that i can you know just prepare myself for bed hours later um mm-hmm. what get some good stuff like cartoons and stuff before I, you know something that's light in, in my brain before i end the day but yeah definitely i'm gonna i'm gonna hunt them down and, and watch them but i've got your clip lined up to play for you are you ready all right here you go yeah and so we started to learn about their lives coming to hold collective memories of times we hadn't experienced we felt the imprisonment of being a girl The way it made your mind active and dreamy and how you ended up knowing what colors went together. We knew that the girls were really women in disguise, that they understood love and even death, and that our job was merely to create the noise that seemed to fascinate them. We knew that they knew everything about us and that we couldn't fathom them at all. Okay. I mean... I feel feel like that's pretty spot on. Really? Okay. Okay, I was going to ask, what, what did you think about his summation of, of that? But you said it. Yeah, I think, you know, I've uh, now having rewatched it, I can't tell you why they they chose death by suicide. Yeah. I, I really, I don't, I think that the younger sister was in a space where living was just not possible anymore because <laughs> she had attempted it before and then yeah. a, a made a second attempt. But I think the point is, you know, we don't know and you'll you never know. And these boys, they say um, in another part of the movie towards the end mm-hmm. that they spent years of their lives trying to put the pieces together. But it's just something you can't piece together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to slowly, gingerly take my time getting to that one in particular. I think I might watch Revolutionary Road first. Your last movie, which I'm not going to say the name of and give it away second and then Virgin Suicide probably last. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, I wish to know what. Some one day I'm going to do the, a YouTube podcast so that people can see faces and and see what people are doing because <laughs> you, you you're over there like oh man what have I done to this guy I can see your face like oh no I've ruined his yeah. life you haven't don't worry it's fine I can take it but I'm I'm gonna once again switch it up mm-hmm. and I'm please gonna, do I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna talk about. I'm going to talk about the burbs. 
And The Burbs, yes, The Burbs is a movie that I watched when I was obviously younger. It stars Tom Hanks. It's got a bunch of people in it. I think it's got um, Carrie Fisher's in it as well. She plays, mm-hmm. I think she plays Tom Hanks's wife in this. If I'm, yeah. if I'm not, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And there's other actors that you'll recognise, but I don't not necessarily know their names, but they're, they've been in other movies. And this film is hilarious because it's about suburbia. It's about suburban life and it's just um a, i think it's like a day i think it's either a day or a day or two in the life of um suburbanites and what they get up to the film is based around this new family that have moved into this house and the house looks a bit strange and odd looking <laughs> and it's in there it's in their cold it's in this cul-de-sac where they live tom hanks's family and his friend and his family and just the rest of the neighbours. And all the neighbours have their quirks. Like one was always cutting grass. The other one, he's a bit of a survivalist. His friend's a bit of a lazy guy, layabout. Um, you've got a kid that lives there. I think it's Corey Feldman plays the young boy. Um, yeah. So he lives on this cul-de-sac as well on the street. And Tom Hanks is like the level-headed individual in this whole entire group. And... He's gra- they gradually make him less level-headed and more paranoid, his friends, that is. But they're all, like, they're, they're just watching this new family that have moved in. And they, they don't get me wrong, they look odd, they seem odd, and they possibly could be very, very odd. But the scene I love in this movie is re- right at the end, almost, where they've been through the ringer. They've, they've tried to climb over fences, get into the house... They've done all these kinds of weird things to these people, not necessarily to them, but to the property to get in or to find out more information. And Tom Hanks just loses it. He loses. He's just he goes ape, and it's the the scene that where he does that, where he's talking about um, suburbia and he's talking about how we're the bad guys, as in him and his friends. And it yeah, it really made me think. Do you know what? sometimes when we live these lives that are just in these little bubbles we tend to forget what other people are like what they're going through who they are and we sort of you know just assume and judge really quickly and that's what's that's exactly what's happened in this movie but spoiler (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) they were absolutely right they were absolutely mm-hmm. right. There was, there was not like th- this. These people were weird because they are weird. They were strange because they are strange, and they were doing horrible stuff. But they managed to somehow all throughout the movie to make it seem like it wasn't that wasn't the case. But then it all just went pretty much tits up, um, and then you, you <laughs> fought, but you don't, you don't, yeah, you, you don't find this out until the very, 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 very end of the movie. So I'm gonna play. I'm going to play the Tom Hanks clip because I've because I've just set it up. But I want I want to get your opinion after the clip's been been um, played and just because I know you're laughing, you're sitting over there, you're laughing, and I'm like, this is mine, this is mine. I'm taking this one. Burbs is mine. <laughs> Burbs is mine. <laughs> Burbs is mine. So I'm going to play. <laughs> I'm going to play the clip and then we're going to have a little chat afterwards. Here you go. They didn't do anything to us. They didn't do anything to us. All right, so they're different, so they keep to themselves. Can you blame them? They live next door to people who break into the house and burn it down while they're gone for the day. Remember what you were saying about people in the burbs, Art? People like Skip? People who mow their lawn for the 800th time and then snap? Well, that's us! 
the ones who are vaulting over the fences and peeking in through people's windows. We're the ones who are throwing garbage in the street and lighting fires. We're the ones who are acting suspicious and paranoid. We're the lunatics. Us. It's not them. It's us. Love it. Love that. Yeah. That's my favorite scene of the entire movie. <laughs> I'm so glad you picked that clip. I can see him with like half his hair missing. <laughs> yeah. A swollen eye. <laughs> He's got the bandage around his head. He's all burnt yes. up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Love that. I, I, I could easily, if that film came on tonight, I'd just sit there and watch the whole thing. Yeah. It's that yeah. good. It is that good. But it's also a sort of commentary or social commentary on suburbia life. It, it really is. But it's done in a comedic way. It's really, it's funny. Tom Hanks is, I think that's probably one of Tom Hanks's best performances in a comedy movie. And there's another scene, especially where they find this femur bone, but they don't realize it's femur bone until towards the end of the scene. And then I said this when we were talking about it before, but they do this um, thing with the camera where they go in and out as they're screaming. <laughs> they're going, ah! and the camera's yeah. going back and forth to their faces. And so it's just, it's so good. It's just yeah. a really well done movie, I think. It's so good. Yeah. And I, it also, I feel like it ties into the more depressing, heavier movies <laughs> in the sense that it's like, I think you were right. It's, it's only, if anything, it's a few days. Yeah. Um, it takes place over a, maybe a few days, but it's, it's the Tom Hanks, it's his vacation time. Oh, yeah. And so in a small yeah, period yeah, of time, yeah. and he becomes what, you know he's tried so hard not to become as well yeah and i love the like juxtaposition of he loses it and you start to think my god they have they've screwed with these people <laughs> they've gone too far they've lost it and then there's the trunk full of skulls yes <laughs> and it's like both can be true they both they they did lose it they totally crossed a line they burnt down the house yep um and they're serial killers yeah so yeah you know i loved yeah yeah <laughs> i mean I, I could talk about tom hanks movies all day long um i know but this one this one it's always stood out i i'm gonna probably get flack for this when i say it but i think it was better it was better than big for me that's just my opinion like everyone like seems to like yeah. big but i watched I watched big not long ago and it was a bit pro problematic for me <laughs> in many ways but um, yeah, Burbs was cool. I like Burbs. I think I watched a few of his other movies, but I'm trying to stay on his more comedic type. It's better than Turner and Hooch easily. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we could we could name some of his others, but they're not necessarily c comedy movies though. But this one, I I just stepped over you. I'm sorry. Did you? No, it's all right. It's cool. <laughs> I I loved him in Money Pit. Oh oh yeah. Oh, I've seen that. Yes, yes, that I've seen that. Comedy. Um, I'm just thinking now. Mm, no, Burbs still better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Burbs is it's great. It's it's gold. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I know, I know, I know. We had a lot of fun talking about that one, and it is time to move on though. Unfortunately, so. <laughs> so <laughs> to the final nail in the coffin. The final. Right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's not. I don't think of it like that. Um, like I wish. Do you know what? I am going to do a YouTube podcast eventually, probably next year, 
And I'm just gonna, cause I just, you're, the look on your face right now, it's like, I'm ruining, you're not ruining anything. Just, just say your movie, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I have a very expressive face. Nobody can see that <laughs> through audio, no, but yeah. No. So the final movie uh, is The Hours, and that was released in 2002. And it follows three generations of women. So um, I I can't tell you what time periods. Yeah. I think one was in like the 1800s. It's Virginia Woolf, the writer. Yeah. Um, it follows her. And then uh, Laura Brown, she's a, a 1950s housewife. Okay. And Clarissa Vaughn is present day which right. at that time would have been you know early 2000s okay um and it follows them through there are several through lines but basically them contending with dealing with processing the fact that they've been put into a box mm -hmm. by society and that they're they're having to assume certain gender roles and how they react to being boxed in yeah and surprise, surprise, it doesn't go well. Um, <laughs> Does it ever? So I think one of the interesting like uh, pieces here is I think there's um, their sexuality comes into play. Yeah. All three of the women are processing the fact that maybe they're not heterosexual at different periods of time. So you have Virginia Woolf, who you know in the 1800s, like you that's a that's a no mm -hmm. that's a hard pass mm -mm. um same with 1950s uh laura brown kisses her neighbor and it becomes this like we don't talk about it yeah and and then clarissa vaughn is a lesbian who's out and um has a partner of a for a very long time actually she might not be lesbian she might be bisexual because she dated or was married to, had a relationship with Laura Brown's son. Yeah. So that's how it all kind of comes into, like all the periods of time kind of come together. You can't see my hands, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a lot of gesticulating and, and you can't see. No. So anyway, yeah. Sometimes when I don't know much about a movie, I will do a little bit of research. And what I came up with was that this movie in particular like you said focuses on three women of different generations whose lives are interconnected by the 1925 novel mrs dalloway by virginia wolf mm. um and then there's clarissa like you said meryl street and she's preparing for an award party for her age-stricken longtime friend and poet robin harris in 2001 laura brown who's more a pregnant 1950s California housewife in an unhappy marriage with a young son and Kidman herself in the 1920s England who is struggling with depression and mental illness while trying to write her novel. So mm -hmm. it, 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 it sounds like it sounds like a movie that's happening obviously in three different time periods, but it might be jumping all over the place. But because I haven't seen it, I'm, but I'm quite confident that it doesn't do that, that it's smooth and it's effective. And I'm going to have to watch this now because the more I read about it, the more I'm like, all right, that sounds like an interesting concept because it's 1923, 1951 and 2001. It's, it's based around actually. Yeah, that makes sense. So not 1800s, early 1900s for Virginia Woolf. Yeah. And her book does kind of tie it all together. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't find it to be jumpy. No, I thought that they. And also, it's kind of. I think the composer is Philip Glass. I don't. I'm terrible with names. Don't worry about it. Um, don't worry about it. But the music, the like soundtrack, the composition behind it, yeah, makes it feel so fluid. It's really the music's really powerful. It's it's a character in the movie for sure. Okay, I'm. I've got. I got the clip wrong for this movie actually. And I corrected it at the last minute because it didn't have the actual words, the choice words that you were talking about when we were doing the pre-episode screening. So I managed to get that, thankfully. Okay. I managed, yeah, I managed to grab it um, about 20 or 15 or 20 minutes before we started recording. I was like, no, I did the wrong one. <laughs> so I had to just change it really quickly. Don't tell Kelly I did that. Oops, just told you. So... Um, <laughs> yeah are you, are you ready to hear it? it i think it's about a minute long but it really it really tells you a lot about what's happening in this particular scene or the, the kind of vibe of the scene in general mm-hmm. it would be wonderful to say you regretted it it would be easy but what does it mean What does it mean to regret when you have no choice? It's what you can bear. There it is. No one's going to forgive me. It was death. I chose life. So that was Laura Brown. Yeah. Um, and her son is the um, the gentleman that has AIDS that mm-hmm. Clarissa is planning this event for. Yeah. And she left um, when her son was was uh, a young boy. Yeah. She left and. He, I believe he wrote, yeah, he was a, a writer and he wrote a book and he, his mom was a character in the book and he killed her off. <laughs> um, okay. And she said she understood why. Yeah. Um, I think she really hits the nail on the head. I think it's to abandon your child is something that nobody ever forgives you for. Mm-hmm. But for her, it was, I abandon my child or I die. Yeah. And... I don't think we really get to choose for her or judge her for making that choice because that sounds pretty dire. Mm-hmm. I mean, liter- literally, it was, I stay, I die, I leave, I live. But she didn't live freely. No. You can tell she's yeah. ridden with guilt and remorse and also knows that she didn't have a choice. That's, I can't, that's horrible. I can't imagine. I feel for her. Again, which may not be yeah. conventional listen but. it's that's how you feel i'm not entirely because I, like i said i haven't seen it and sometimes when i go into these episodes especially if i haven't seen a movie it's really difficult to talk about it but for whatever reason from the research and the scenes that i watch i get the general overview of a lot of what these movies are about that i haven't seen and it makes me because i've got a list now i've said it in the podcast previously i've got a list of movies that and it's been getting longer now 
<laughs> I'm going to have to go back. Not even go back, just visit. Because I haven't even visited them not once. I've heard about them maybe, or I might have seen trailers when they were coming out, or um, heard about them from other people like yourself on this episode, but I haven't actually seen them. So I'm going to have to do my due diligence and watch them. No matter how heartbreaking or harrowing or intense they may be as you've said many times already <laughs> whatever mood is gonna put me in i think i can handle it um but yeah they're gonna have to get seen yeah well i look forward to hearing your thoughts on all three of these real upbeat <laughs> happy-go-lucky <laughs> movies <laughs> it's fine it's fine so unfortunately that is all we have time for in relation to the movies but if there's anything that you would like to say about yourself what's coming up next if you've got anything in the pipeline any more about business please 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 feel free to just talk about that right now okay i'm really really excited about my mom life reimagined mm -hmm. um coaching program that's just i i can't wait to to just dig in with all of the moms everywhere i just wish i could reach everyone yeah. Um, and work with everyone because I just think that it's so, so, so important. I It's a one-on-one -on -one coaching program, so it's private coaching yeah. uh, between me and the client, and it's done over Zoom. So okay. you can be where you're located or you can be in <laughs> California and um, we can meet just the same. So um, if anyone's interested in that, I'll put... I'll send you the link to my website. Yeah, um, and that and will be call. yeah in the episode description as well. So anything that Kelly talks about in relation to the business or any links that she has, they are going to go into the episode description. So even if you get like seven minutes into the podcast, and you're like, I don't even like the sound of your voices. At least press the links that to Kelly so you can get to know a bit more about her business. But yeah, that's uh, that will be there live and direct for you to tap into if you're interested i'm sure people will be there great thank you for that vote of confidence <laughs> <laughs> listen never hesitate just be like yes my stuff is awesome you go and yes. look at it. <laughs> it listen i i really do believe in this program i think that it's um it's about time yeah. it's about time that we reimagine what motherhood means to us mm -hmm. i think it's crucial and i guess my it statement or the, the what I want to land with people the most is mm -hmm. that if you find yourself in the same place as all of these characters have found themselves in, you're in good company. You're yeah. not alone. And this isn't unto death. Mm -hmm. You know, that we can work through all of this programming, all of these stories that we're telling ourselves and find our own way through parenthood. So now I'll step off. On the, the box hey listen on that <laughs> note i'm not i'm gonna try and not say any more but that that is it that's all we have time for i just want to say i really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me not just about movies but about yourself and business and i wish you a very very eventful year thank you you too and enjoy these enjoy watching these <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try i really feel like i'm torturing you it's fun it's fun <laughs>